uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6. And uh, we'll read just from verse 6 through to 11. Just if we could stand to read this portion of God's word together. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6. If we can uh, just read it all together audibly again. Just to honor God's word as we turn to it tonight. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6. Amen. Let's all read together then. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lamb, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Father, we pray you just bless your word to our hearts tonight. We pray we'll be fresh, fresh manna to our souls, Lord, and glorify your name, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may take your seats. Praise the Lord. Just want to share a few moments just in this great reading that we read tonight. And verse 8 is a well-known scripture. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And just, if you turn over into Hebrews chapter 11 for a second, just want to share a thought. Men that stop the mouths of lions, men that stop the mouths of lands and tonight in the place of prayer we want to pray we want to believe God and we want to come against all the work of the wicked one the fear and the confusion and that God's people will know his peace and the hope and the men will come to know Jesus Christ who is who is the life that that is in us and that they would see this Christ in us but in Hebrews 11 verse 32 Peter talked about this enemy of our souls goes around like a roaring lion and this great chapter of faith in Hebrews 11:32 says, And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to speak of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson, of Jephthah, of David also, Samuel and of the prophets, who faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouths of lands. They quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness, were made strong, waxed violent in fight, turned to flight the armies of the, of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they may obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom... The world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. Now that one little phrase that we pick up there in verse 33. Through faith. Through faith, 
They subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained the promises, and they stopped the mouths of lions. Do you know, I thought it was just with me all day. I woke early in the morning and the night, and just this thought came the men who stop the mouths of lions. Powerful thought when you consider it for a moment through faith in Christ and Him alone. There's a faith that stops the mouths of lions. And obviously, I was quickened to that Old Testament story if you turn over to it in Daniel chapter 6. Of this man that we, from no height, we are taught about in Sunday school and in the home. This man, this man Daniel, the man of prayer, he stood in a den of lands through faith. And it is a true story. It's not a fantasy. It's not a fairy tale. This man, Daniel, that stood in a lion's den. What type of men or women stand in lion's dens and stop? the mouths of lands. That has just been, you know, it's so simple. We know the story, but just all day, what type of people stop the mouths of lands? What type of women and men and young people stop the mouths of lands? I'm drawn to Daniel in chapter 6, verse 1. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes that should be over the whole kingdom and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. And then this Daniel was preferred above presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to sell him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find occasion nor fault. This man had an impeccable character. He was in Babylon. He he was a captive that was carried away, but he had an impeccable character in the workplace. He had an impeccable testimony, an impeccable account. The Bible tells us here um, that they sought to find an occasion or fault, but he was, for as much he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault that was found in him. And all that he did in the workplace, and in that sense, he was completely faultless. And verse 5 says, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever, all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any God or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into a den of lands. Now, O king, establish the, the decree, sign the writing, that it will not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. And King Darius signed the writing and the decree. The conspiracy, this was a real conspiracy, not the false ones that we see all over the place today. This was a real conspiracy. Verse 10, this is the men or the women that stopped the mouths of lions. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed. He gave thanks before his God 
as he did aforetime. Here's the character and the men and the women that stopped the mouths of lands. What did he do? Look what he'd done. His windows being opened. Do you know what that speaks of? It speaks of a man that's free from fear. You know, the song says, I'm free from the fear of tomorrow. I'm free from the guilt of the past. He was a man that was free from the fear of men. We know the first very well in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It says, for God has not given us, we can say it together, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, when he opened that window, that just shows us that he was a man that was free from fear. Look at the psalmist in Psalm 118 and verse 1. Psalm 118 and verse 1 says these words. Psalm 118 and verse 1. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endures forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. Would you say with me tonight that his mercy endures forever? Isn't his mercy wonderful? Thank God for the mercy of God. And then it says in verse 5, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me. What did he do? He set me in a large place. No, we can say tonight, friend, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. Is it wonderful to be able to say that? The Lord is on our side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. When he opened the windows, when the decree was made, when he opened the windows, friends, it showed us that he was a man that was free from fear. Secondly, then, he pointed himself towards Jerusalem. Remember, he's in Babylon. He doesn't belong there. His home was Jerusalem, that city of God. That was his dwelling place. That was his heart. That's where he longed for. And his vision was clear. He was a man free of fear, but he was a man that had vision. His focus was right through the doom and the gloom and the clouds of despair. He knew where to set himself toward. You know, Hebrews chapter 12, if you turn to it, Hebrews chapter 12, it tells us there what we are to set ourselves for tonight. Hebrews 12 and verse 22 says, as we come to prayer in a few moments, Hebrews 12 and 22, it says, but ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to the judge, the God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. And we've come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We've got a clear vision tonight. We're free from fear. We've got a clear vision. This world was a Tracy saying there, just in our heart tonight, you know, we don't belong here. There's that long and there's that sense that the Lord's coming for his people and we're 
looking forward to that day. We so long to see so many other loved ones brought into the kingdom because we know time is short. But friends, this world really is not our home. You, you feel more and more not part of it. Do, do you agree? There's something about it. You just no longer fit into this whole thing. And you know the Lord is coming and he's coming soon. He had a right focus. His vision was clear. He was pointed towards Jerusalem. We are pointed towards that heavenly Jerusalem. And then we see of him, it says there, as he opened the windows towards Jerusalem, then it says he kneeled upon his knees. He got down. He got down before the Lord. What does that speak of? He was a man that was humble before his maker. He wasn't too proud to get on his knees to seek the Lord. He bowed down. He bowed himself before the Lord. If you turn over to Psalm 95, Psalm 95, it says these words, Psalm 95, Psalm 95 and verse 1 says, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord, he's a great God and a great king and above all gods. In his hand, Listen to this. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Then he says, O come, let us worship, and let us bow down. Let us kneel. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and we're the sheep of his hand. Do you know, in all that was going on, and all that's going on in our world, you know, there's no better place to be tonight than just bowing down on our knees before our God. He's above all gods, and just humbling ourselves before him under his mighty hand. Tells us then that Daniel prayed, and he gave thanks. He prayed, and he gave thanks. These are the men that stop the mouths of lions. Men that were on their knees. Men that were seeking the Lord. Men that weren't afraid of man. Men that were willing to humble themselves and had a right vision and a right focus. And he began to petition his Lord with thanksgiving. He began to pray and to give thanks. You know that giving thanks, there is the Hebrew word for, one of the Hebrew words for praise is the word yada. And that simply means to pray with the extended hands. In other words, the picture of Daniel in the midst of it all, in the midst of what was happening. Do you know where you find Daniel? This man with an impeccable character, but a man who had a right vision. He had humbled himself before the Lord. He wasn't afraid of what men thought of him. But here's the picture of him. He's on his knees in his room, pointing towards Jerusalem with his hands to heaven, seeking the Lord. That just didn't happen because the decree was made, because the Bible says he did this because he always did this. He always, this was the man he was. He got down before the Lord. 
Bible tells us, I will therefore that men, 1 Timothy 2 and 8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubt. This is what he was. Friends, tonight, in the midst of all of this, these are the men that stop the mouths of lions. We get before the Lord. We can lift up all these requests. We can give thanks to the Lord tonight. We can praise him and we can believe him for the great things in these days. We serve the God that's above all gods. And we can come before him tonight with singing, with thanksgiving, with praise, with a humble heart. And we need to begin to pray and believe the Lord together to intercede to intercede for this land and to intercede for loved ones. So let us pray together tonight. Let us seek the Lord. Let us believe him in Jesus' name. Father, Lord, we pray, even as we heard on Sunday, Lord, would you burden us? Lord, would you, would you come by your Spirit? Would you burden us in the place of prayer with your, your desire, with your will, with your purpose? Lord, to pray and to pray through, O oh God. Oh God, what a privilege tonight, Lord, that we have access to that throne of grace. So oh God, we ask tonight in your mercy, Lord, would you come among us? Would you touch us? Would you fill us, Lord? Would you encourage us? Lord, we pray, Lord, that much prayer would be made for this nation, for this land, O oh God. Oh, Father, we pray for the people around us in despair, Lord, not knowing where to turn, not knowing who to turn to, Lord. Oh, we're praying, O oh God, Lord, against the works of darkness, Lord, and the enemy. Lord, that old lion that we come. Oh, God, tonight we thank you. You've given us the authority over all the powers of darkness. Lord, we thank you for the blessed Holy Holy Spirit tonight. Lord, we pray that you'd fill us each one with your power, with your anointing. Oh God, would you flood our souls tonight. Lord, we're coming before your throne humbly, Lord, but asking, Lord, for your help, Lord, in the place of prayer, Lord. Oh God, would you pray in us and would you pray through us tonight. Lord, we come to give you thanks at your throne tonight because you've heard the cry Lord, of your people, Lord, and a, and a husband, oh God, for a wife, oh God, Lord, that was diagnosed, the decree was made, but oh God, Lord, you come, Lord, and you've answered, Lord, and you've raised up, Lord, and Lord, you've turned it around for your glory tonight, oh God, and so, Lord, we come to give you thanks, Lord, and to praise you, and to glorify you tonight, oh God, Lord, we come, Lord, to open our hearts and our mouths before you, Lord, to pray, oh God, for this land at this time, Lord. Lord, we're asking, Lord, you'd move by the power of your Spirit, Lord. Lord, you'd break through, Lord, in the midst of the doom and the gloom, Lord. Oh, Father, we're praying for a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Oh, God, we're asking, Lord. Lord, would you move in this house tonight, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this faith, Lord, that you've given us, Lord. Lord, we thank you you've given every person in this room a measure. And Lord, would we exercise Size that measure of faith tonight, O oh God. Oh God, we're praying, Lord, would you strengthen the saints, Lord? Would you strengthen your people, O oh God? Would you encourage them tonight, Lord? Oh God, we're praying for those
those that haven't been able to make it tonight, would you be onto them all that they need, Lord? Would you encourage them, O oh God? Lord, that we get a right focus, Lord. We'd be looking to that heavenly Jerusalem tonight, Lord. Oh God, we give you thanks, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we have a faith tonight, Lord, that overcomes, Lord. Lord, we thank you for that victory we have in Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that blood that shall never lose its power tonight, O oh God. Oh, Father, we thank you for that name that's above every name. Lord, would you move in the midst tonight, Lord. Lord, thank you for all that you're doing, Lord. Thank you, Lord, you're building your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Thank you, you're coming for a glorious bride. Thank you, Lord, tonight, oh God, for your touch upon our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, even when the enemy would press in, Lord. We thank you tonight that we can look up, Lord, for we have a great victor on the throne tonight, oh God. Oh, Father, we pray, Lord. Lord, asking you, Lord, every need in this house, Lord, that you'd meet it tonight, O oh God. Lord, that you would touch us each one by your great power, O oh God. Lord, we praise you tonight and we glorify you tonight, O oh God. Oh, Father, we pray, Lord, giving you all the glory for the day that you saved us and the day that you washed us, and for your keeping power on our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Alex getting home, Lord, from hospital, Lord. Thank you for bringing them back together in their wee home, Lord. Lord, would you just come and comfort them tonight and encourage them, Lord, in their wee house, oh God. Lord, that they'd know the comfort and the presence of God. Thank you, Lord, he's doing well, Lord. Thank you, Lord, he's getting stronger, Lord. Thank you, Lord, we praise you tonight, Lord, for the answers to prayer. Oh God, draw very near to them, O oh God. Oh God, even as we read tonight, we can cast all our care upon you because you care for us tonight, O oh God. Oh, we thank you tonight, O oh God, for the victory that we have, Lord. Lord, it is a finished work tonight, Lord. Thank you, it's finished tonight, O oh God. Lord, there's nothing more that I can do because Jesus did it all. Lord, we thank you that it's a done deal, Lord. The account has been settled long ago. Oh, Father, we pray tonight, Lord, would you draw near, Lord, to those that are bereaved. Draw near to those that are broken, Lord. Draw near to those, the hopeless, Lord, and the helpless tonight, Lord. Oh, we thank you. You're the glory and the lifter of our head, oh God. We praise you tonight, Lord, for who you are, Lord. Touch us. Lord, and use us tonight in the place of prayer, Lord. So many great needs, Lord. So many loved ones, O oh God, that don't know you, Lord. So many on the edge of eternity without Christ and without hope. Even this man, Gary, Lord, this friend of Stephen's, Lord. Lord, on the edge of eternity, my God, tonight we pray, Lord. Lord, would you reach down into that room, Lord, into that bed tonight, Lord. Would you spur his life, Lord, that he may come to know you as his Lord and Savior, O oh God. Oh, God, we pray tonight, Lord. We know we're free and we remember, Lord, you remember we're but dust, Lord, but you breathe into Adam and, Lord, we pray you'd breathe into this room tonight, O oh God. God. Breathe into our hearts afresh, Lord, that living, that living life, that spirit of the living God. Oh, God, we praise you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.